Again this week, I, I want to tell you about some research by the Barna Group, one of North American's uh, leading polling organizations that focuses on religion and faith. Uh, a while back, they conducted a sweeping survey of uh, non-Christians, unbelievers aged 18 to 29. In that survey, a huge number, 87% of them said they saw Christians as being judgmental. And 85% described Christians as hypocrites. In other words, they thought Christians were a bunch of jerks. Another research organization, LifeWay, found that 70% of Protestants stop attending church for at least one year from the ages of 18 to 22. Many never return. Why do they leave? 26% said because church members were judgmental or hypocritical, and another 15% because Christians were unwelcoming and unfriendly. In other words, they felt that the people in the churches that they grew up in were jerks. Now, I know a lot of it is media-driven. Many young adults see the church through the eyes of how media portrays Trump-style politics and church people in bed with right-wing politics. And I say that as someone who tends to be a little on the right of center in things in a church where people are all over the map in their viewpoints. But young people look at what they see in churches and they say, man, that, that doesn't look like Jesus to me. I'm out. And these young adults raise a good question. What does it look like to live and love like Jesus, like, what does that mean? Now, I would think most of you or many of you here would know what is probably the most famous verse in the Bible. It's the words penned by the Apostle John. You know them, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We love that verse. But what comes next, I don't see as many Christians paying attention to. The next verse says... For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus didn't come to judge the world. He didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't come to point his finger at the oppressive Roman government of his day. No, he came to save the world. He came to give you and me life now and life forever with him. If you are at all serious about becoming like Jesus, then, then your life mission will be the same as his. And Jesus didn't save you so that you'd become the judge of other people. He saved you so, that you so that he could use you to point people to the transforming love of Jesus. The mission statement of Fort City is, we put it this way, making Jesus visible as we live and love like him. Again, for God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. Now we who follow Jesus are to live and love like Jesus. Our mission flows from the mission of Jesus. Okay. Today, we're back in a, a bunch of uh, studies in a letter written by Jesus' little brother James. And today we want to look at one verse. Here's what James says. So, you must show mercy to others, or God will not show mercy to you when he judges you. But the person who shows mercy can stand without fear at the judgment. And, and the last part of this verse in the New International Version says, Mercy triumphs over judgment which is the more literal translation. And that's the phrase I want to focus on today, mercy triumphs over judgment. What does that mean? What does that mean as this pandemic just hangs on and on and on? What does that mean as this world becomes more and more divided? Well, first, maybe I should start with a, a simple definition of the word mercy. What is mercy? Very simply, mercy is love in action. Mercy is not a feeling. 
It is so much more than a feeling. You do something with mercy. You show mercy. Mercy is love in action. But what James is saying to us is that mercy is also the opposite of, of judging and judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy is different than judgment. And friends, when you and me are being judgmental of others, we are not showing mercy. God, through the Apostle James, is saying that mercy is more powerful than judgment. It triumphs over judgment. It beats being judged. It prevails. It, it wins. It, it carries the day over judgment. Friends, I am so grateful for God's mercy. You should be too, because if all we got is what we deserved, none of us would be alive. Everything in your life, everything in my life is due to God's mercy. Everything we have, the air we breathe, the water we drink, the job we have, the city we live in, life itself flows from God's mercy. So today, as we look at this theme, mercy triumphs over judgment, I, I want to ask a question that I picked up from Rick Warren that got me thinking. It's a very simple question. Why does God expect me to show mercy to everyone? Why? Well, well, let me start with the fact that God continually shows you mercy. Again, every breath you take is because of God's mercy. Every beat of your heart is an example of God's mercy. Every new day you wake up is because of God's mercy. God is a merciful God. It is emphasized all throughout the Bible. The Apostle Paul says to us, Our God is so rich in mercy and, and he loves us so much. That when we were spiritually dead and doomed because of our sins, he gave us new life in Christ. Now notice it says we were spiritually dead and doomed. When you are dead, there is nothing you can do about it. You don't have any power to change your life. No self-help book will help you when you're dead. You're stuck. And when you're doomed, it's hopeless. You need a savior. You see, it is God's mercy that keeps you and me alive. It's God's mercy that saves us. It's, it, it's God's mercy that gives us the gift of eternal life. It's, it, it's God's mercy that saves us from a lot of the trouble we cause because of our own junk, right? And when we choose to live in love like Jesus, God expects you to pass his undeserved mercy to others. You don't deserve it. Nobody else deserves it. But to live in love like Jesus means we pass mercy on to others, whether they deserve it or not. Jesus would say to us, shouldn't you have mercy on others just as I had mercy on you? Okay. Another reason to show mercy is uh, to everyone is because God wants us to become like him. It's the idea that we live and love like Jesus. Our God is a merciful God. He wants us to be like him. God says to the people of Israel through the prophet Hosea, for I desire mercy, not sacrifice. This might surprise a few of you, but God is saying mercy is more important than worship. He says, I don't want your sacrifice. I don't want your worship if you're not showing mercy to other people. This word from God through Hosea it is so important that, that Jesus uh, quotes it uh, a couple of times when he's being attacked by the religious leaders uh, for, you know, hanging out with undesirable people with super poor, scary poor reputations. Here's how Jesus one time responds to these super spiritual religious leaders uh, of, his, of his day. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. 
For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. You know, some churches struggle with this a bit. It's a, a leading cause of dropout. Some churches act as if their primary purpose is to heap condemnation on all the mess and sin that's in the world, thinking that if they beat you up about your sin, you'll come to Jesus. On one hand, these churches want to protect the world from the mess sin brings to the world, and that is a great honorable motive. But so often, in the process, they hurt more people than they help. Read the biblical books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you'll quickly see that this is not the way of Jesus. He would often hang out with the violent, the extortioners, the sexually messed up, the outcasts, uh, the impure people of his day. No condemnation, just a whole lot of mercy, and he expects us to do the same. Jesus would go into homes where no squeaky clean, God-fearing Jewish person would dare to go near, and he would just pour out his love on the people, and he expects us to do the same. That's part of what it means to live in love like Jesus. Some of you come from churches where you experience more condemnation than mercy. Some of you are church dropouts and you came to Fort City to give church and Jesus another chance. Thank you for trusting us. We have a tagline around here that many of you know. Everybody is welcome. Nobody is perfect. Anything can happen. This is what it means to live and love like Jesus. To give you an example... Let me tell you what's happening in our youth ministry that our YWAM team with Matt, Steph, Dulcie, and Braden look after. Uh, on Tuesday nights, we've uh, split our youth ministry into a time for junior high kids and a time for senior high kids. Between these two programs, uh, we're seeing around 40 uh, students turn up. So a lot of them okay, are obviously from the church here, and God is doing some amazing stuff with our own kids. It is truly awesome. But a growing number of these kids are not from Fort City families. Our YWAM team runs a lunch program for area junior high and high school students on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're starting to see some of these kids turn up to the church youth group on Tuesday nights. They trust our YWAM team and, and those of you who work with our uh, youth and with, that, with the YWAM team, and it's really awesome. But in this day and age, it's not without challenges. I'm sure you're aware of the rapidly growing number of kids who have embraced the idea that they can transition their identity from one gender to another. Uh, some kids even transition back and forth on a regular basis. For many of you listening to me, that's pure craziness and a little bit scary to you. And You've got a few Bible verses that you'd like to throw at those kids. But when you look at Jesus and how he worked with people who were not living in alignment with the values of the Bible, what did he do? With people who were not aligned with the values of the Bible, he went to parties with them, had meals with them, became their friend. Let a sexually loose woman pour oil all over his feet and dry his feet with hair. No condemnation, just a lot of love and mercy. Although a few of the religious types heaped a lot of condemnation on Jesus for being so close to that sexually loose woman. Now our youth ministry... Our youth ministry is a safe place to have a loving, life-giving encounter with Jesus who is crazy in love with these kids, no matter how they identify. And because our youth ministry is growing, we, we need a few more people to work with our youth who would choose to be Jesus to these kids, who would show mercy, no condemnation, just a lot of listening and love. Thought I'd throw that out because maybe God would tap you on the shoulder and call you to be an instrument of his love to these kids. Church kids, unchurched kids, all on a journey, all at different points in their journey, all who need mentors who live and love like Jesus. If God taps you on the shoulder to serve our youth, let us know. 
You can message us through fortcity.info or just get in contact with one of the YWAM team here. Fort City is simply just about being Jesus to one another and being Jesus to people throughout our city. So listen to these awesome words of our God through the Old Testament prophet Micah. God has clearly shown you what is good and how he expects you to live. You must treat everyone justly, love, mercy, walk humbly before God. It's pretty clear there, isn't it? Three things God expects you to do in this life. It's not that complicated. God wants me to treat everyone justly. He wants me to love mercy. That's what James is talking about when he says mercy triumphs over judgment and to walk humbly before God. Friends, if that was the posture Christians took across this country and all across North America, wow, it could totally change how those uh, outside the church see us. Instead, so many Christians are all about fighting for their rights. They spew condemnation at people they don't agree with. They rally to protest this and that, and I'm not saying we should never do that. But we need to be known more for what we are for than what we are against. This is the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus is to invite people who do not live in alignment with his ways to be our friends. Jesus invited sinners to be his friends. We should do the same. Let me throw in some tough words from Jesus about why we should show mercy. One of the reasons why I would show mercy is because I need mercy to spend eternity with him. Hear these tough words from Jesus. If you refuse to forgive others, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. Those are pretty strong in-your-face words. What Jesus is saying is that you cannot receive what you are unwilling to give. The only way we get to spend eternity with our Father is by His mercy, His forgiveness, His grace. And the evidence that you are a follower of Jesus is that you do the same. I'm sure some of you have heard of the old-time preacher John Wesley. In the 1700s, he, he led a revival movement known as Methodism. The story is told of a guy who came to John Wesley and said, I could never forgive that person. He mentioned the name of this particular evil person to Wesley, who Wesley knew. And Wesley replied to him and said, then I hope you never sin. If you can't forgive him, I hope you never make a mistake because you're burning the bridge that you have to walk across to get into heaven. Jesus put it this way in a part of his famous Sermon on the Mountain called the Beatitudes. He said, God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. Our God is a merciful God. You're going to need God's mercy to spend eternity with him. If you want to live and love like Jesus, you need to show mercy. Friends, the way we treat others reveals what we really believe about God. God's dream. God's dream uh, has always been that his church would be a people full of love and mercy. God's dream has always been for his church to be a welcoming place for all people, a, a safe place to be loved and accepted no matter who you are or even your lifestyle. A place where everyone is welcome because we know that nobody's perfect, not you, not me, not anyone. And because of God, anything, anything can happen. Mercy says, let me help. Mercy doesn't just say, I love. It doesn't just say, I care about you, I'm concerned about you. Mercy says, let me come alongside of you and assist you practically and, and show you how much I love you. So who is in your life that could use a little mercy this week? Maybe someone on the margins of your life. 
maybe someone at work that is struggling and most people would rather avoid that person than engage with that person. It, it could be someone in your neighborhood or even in your home. It could be someone downtown who you usually try to avoid, but maybe you shouldn't. Perhaps there's a person you've been guilty of ignoring. I've had a request come to me this week for a 16-year-old girl in need of a bit of mercy. She's working through some rough stuff with her parents and the family she's currently with uh, who have provided a bit of safe place for her, have had a change in their circumstances, and they're looking for someone else to uh, maybe look after this girl as she continues to work a few things out. Maybe you could be that home. If so, let me know. It's, it's a way to show mercy. I have a guy in our hospital ICU with COVID who's been intubated, but his parents are over in Grand Prairie and are not able to visit him. We're working on a plan to show a little mercy to this guy. It's complicated, but we are a people who show mercy uh, just as Jesus did. So what about you? Could you? Would you spend maybe three to five minutes this week interacting with someone you might not normally interact with or someone who you know needs some mercy? Could you have a conversation? Could you extend an outreached hand? Or if you really want to take it to the next level, could you have a cup of coffee together? Could you have a meal together? Okay, maybe a meal outside if one or the other person isn't vaccinated, but one way or another, you can do it. Heck, if you're vaccinated, would you show mercy to the unvaccinated and not blame them and call them murderers? I know that's extreme, but some have done that. Or if you are unvaccinated, could you show mercy to the vaccinated and not call them sheeple who are out to destroy freedom and liberty in our country? Just a thought, you know, maybe even a Jesus thought. Love your neighbor, vaccinated or unvaccinated, show mercy. And for those living in the margins of our city, hey, anytime I see someone on the margins, I have a choice. I can extend my hand or I can withdraw. I can notice them or I, I can notice them. I can feel their pain. I can pray. I, I can serve or I can just avoid them, withdraw, look the other way and ignore we always have a choice. And mercy is not just for those living on the margins, although it's very much for them. Mercy is for everyone. It's not a feeling. It's an action. Mercy is love in action. So will you go and show mercy? Will you do mercy this week? And will you make mercy a part of how you live every day? Would you live as if mercy really does triumph over judgment? Imagine the, the change that you could make in a world that you live in by showing a little more mercy. All right, let's pray, and I invite you to take the words that I'm praying and pray this with me. Father God, I need your mercy in my life. Like, just say that to God right now. I need your mercy in my life. Jesus, I thank you for showing me mercy. Thank you for giving me what I need, not what I deserve. I need your forgiveness. I need your love, and I need your power, your, your Holy Spirit empowerment to show mercy. And today, as much as I know how, I'm opening my life up to you, or I'm just opening up my life more widely to you, and I, I want to learn to trust and follow you for the rest of my life. And in your mercy, I look forward to spending eternity with you. You are my Savior, and I choose to follow you. And as your follower, I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit and empower me to live in love like Jesus with mercy. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.